0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are watching a master at work.
1: This is the NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wesley Johnson from California and Jason Bowen from South Dakota. We are going to break down all of the games that transpired in week three while giving many previews of the ones that are upcoming in week four. We'll spend about three minutes apiece on each game and look back at the past of the weekend and look forward to the future of the upcoming slate of games. That's on the docket, so we're going to have every team covered. Uh, We're not going to focus on just primetime tonight. We're going to do the whole shebang. So we'll get to that shortly, but first we're going to talk about BetOnline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all of your pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code BLEAV, believe, to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for this 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. We're going to touch on every game from the past week and use that as a springboard to talk about those teams forecasts for the following for this week, for week four. So a little bit different structure the last three weeks. We focused on primetime games, but now we're going to try to go through the gauntlet about three minutes a peach on each game. See how that goes. We might skip a couple if time gets dicey, but we shall see. The first was Thursday night. That was the Panthers and the Texans. And that was a 24-9 victory by the Panthers over the Texans. That was Davis Mills' debut. It did not go well. Their offense could not get chugging along. The Panthers lost Christian McCaffrey, which is a devastating blow for a team that is and 3-0, which nobody really foresaw, although Jason, I believe, picked them as a surprise playoff team. So uh, is this kind of what you had in mind, Jace, for the Panthers when you said, hey, they're not that bad?
0: Yeah, kind of, you know. I mean, I was expect I wasn't expecting McCaffrey to go down again. But again, I did kind of touch on that a little bit in one of the previous pods about you know, is, you got you got a guy like that that's really really versatile and and capable of so many things. You know, what's is he going to be able to stay healthy? I mean, he didn't last more than 3 weeks. How how severe is this one? Uh, is it about a month west?
2: Uh, they didn't put him on uh, Injured Reserve bruise- Reserve, um so I I think they're hoping maybe two, maybe three weeks um getting him back in there.
0: Will he be there to play the Vikings on October seventeenth?
2: More than likely, with the <laughs> the luck that we have.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. You almost got to start nursing him with kid gloves. Almost, you know, you just yeah yeah. Any- out of nowhere, out of nowhere, he became injury prone, and it's
1: it's quite odd because he was pretty pretty upright, and he had one of the best fantasy or maybe. A, Next to the priest's home, Sean Alexander, old-time days of fantasy football. But, yeah, he had one of the greatest fantasy seasons ever. <clears throat> and now he gets drafted to have one of those, but he gets hurt. Uh, happens
0: to the best of us.
1: <laughs> Wes, uh, Sam Darnold didn't have a fantastic game on Thursday night. It was uh, you know 300 yards, but no touchdowns. But uh, on the consensus body of work, he is looking at the part, and he's getting the wins. Do you think this continues or do you think they end up somewhere in 9 and 8
2: 8 and 9? Um I mean starting 3 and 0 they are definitely off to the races. Um they beat New Orleans pretty handily at home. Um they also have Tampa Bay in the division. They still need to play twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, not having McCaffrey for a couple of games will definitely hurt them. Um, I, I think on a short week and then also losing McCaffrey, that's probably why you didn't see a lot from Darnold. Um, game plan wise, you know, that that can really throw a wrench in things. Um, one good thing we saw was Tommy Tremble, their uh, rookie tight end. Rookie or first shoot? Uh, tight end. He, he had a breakout game. Um, the coaching staff is calling him this year's Jeremy chin, who mm-hmm. Vikings fans will remember uh, last year. He had two defensive touchdowns against us. So um, that's fun. Um, the, the Panthers, they where they make their money is on the defensive side. Uh, they're going to miss uh, cornerback, JC Horn, who broke his foot. Uh, Carolina did trade uh, their current starting tight end, Dan Arnold, and a pick for uh, C.J. Henderson from Jacksonville. He was their ninth overall pick in uh, the 2020 draft. So they are selling low on their first-round pick from last year.
1: Yeah, they got on the horn to fix that CB thing because I I believe they feel they're good and they want to make the most of this.
0: I just uh, want to comment one more thing. One last thing on here about, about this, sorry to interrupt, but Darnold had was 23 for 34 for over 300 yards. So that's mm -hmm. not terrible. And that's without getting Robbie Anderson involved a whole heck of a lot either.
1: Yeah. From 2016 until 2020, you didn't have a Bronco quarterback do that ever. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, (laughs) no. That was about a quarter worth of the (laughs) season worth. So. Sally, besides Pat Elfline, do you have any seminal ties to the Carolina Panthers? None at all. No. Are you surprised <laughs> no. by their... Teddy Bridgewater
0: all? left, so that was my only uh, <laughs> last connection. And now he's 3-0 and
1: somewhere else. Yeah, so. look, at a, look at all these um, ties. What were you going to ask, sir? Uh Are you surprised by these Panthers, and do you think they're fool's gold?
0: I am surprised, but I think like Wes said, I mean, they, their division is still pretty tough, and they really haven't... you know. Doesn't yeah. play to anyone, you know, Tampa Bay twice is going to be tough. And the Saints and everyone else, they have to play. So I don't, I don't, I'm not really scared for the Vikings to play them.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Uh, moving right along, the Bills embarrassed the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke, a former Viking, came back down to earth through a couple picks. And the Washington defense put it on a melt carton. They gave up 43 points. I didn't think they were capable of that based on the sheer talent they have on the roster. But Josh Allen had a ferocious welcome back game. Uh, five total touchdowns. I think it was about 50 fantasy points for you, Jeez. for you uh, PPRs <laughs> out there. And yeah, 43 to 21. The Bills look like they kind of gotten out of their own way. The first couple games were iffy. And Washington back to the drawing board. Uh, if they can't hang their hat on the defense, which still taking a little time out of, this, out of the gate here. They're not going to do much of anything because that it's, it's team is built on defense. Uh, Wes, is this, is this the bills roaring back?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they definitely have their mojo back. Uh, week one is pretty interesting. Uh, just looking back at it uh, before the show, um, Buffalo obviously lost at home to Pittsburgh. um I think week one, we saw a lot of teams that we probably didn't anticipate winning kind of game planning and being able to uh, so on. So catch the other team sleeping. Um, But Buffalo definitely looks to have their defense going, you know, full throttle, Um, their offense, you know, it was on fire last year and it's, you know, starting to rev up now. Uh, they definitely look like a force coming out of the AFC. Um,
1: Point of order on the 43 points by the Buffalo Bills. Those were scored with no touchdowns from Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, Devin Singletary, or Zach Moss for you fantasy football players. It was all the unsugged dudes, the Manuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. Actually, Mo- Moss got one in. And Knox, yep. And Allen ran one in. So, uh, Jason. Washington what the hell is the deal
0: yeah that's I'm not sure I echo what you say um you know if they can't if you know their defense is supposed to be the the saving grace of that team which is the only reason they wound up in the playoffs last year if that is gonna if this is the best that they got no I mean I, I the first couple of games I was able willing to give them guys a pass and saying maybe they're just still trying to iron it out but yeah that that's awful I mean bills are just yeah bills are going to be there at the end i think yeah. and then on the
1: docket they have the texans so that should be a nice maneuver to get to three to one three and one and yeah. then uh washington i'm spacing on who they played. do you have that memorized west or should i pull it up uh washington falcons,
0: falcons. falcons. Yeah, now did falcons. the did the washington did washington return quite a few of those guys from last year or or did they lose anybody or nope not nah, well, no,
1: not to my knowledge on defense. That's why I got and them. They, That's my yeah, team no, I'm defense. Sorry. And- and all kinds of, I played seven fantasy leagues and I think four of them, I got Washington's defense and I look like an imbecile. Yeah.
0: And they, and they had a, they got a young group too. Yeah. Yeah,
1: the, yeah. Their, their front four is to die for. And just it's not really mattering right now.
0: Yeah. I was right. going to use the comparison of like the Jaguars from mm-hmm. a few years back in Denver, you know, some of those guys, yep. you have a superior defense and then you need a lot of things to bounce your way that following year to repeat that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, guys get older and things like that, but, uh, you know, th- there's no guys getting older here or any <laughs> reason that 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 should be. Um, but you know, it's rare that a defense repeats what it did the year prior uh, the bears too, is another recent example.
1: Yeah. I hear you. Uh, speaking of that yeah. segue time, that one is the next on the docket. The bears were shall- shellacked. Against the Browns, they had underwhelming offense and quarterback output from rookie Justin Fields. The Browns got the best of them, 26-6 to in Cleveland. The Browns head to Minnesota to play the Vikings, and the Bears host the Detroit Lions, Detroit Lions yeah. and we don't know who their quarterback will be. So the Bears, oof-da, they are back to the drawing board. We have no idea who their quarterback is going to be. I don't know if Fields is dinged up. We know Dalton is. Fields are... Uh, Bolds marinating. And they went from God, I swear to my goodness, like three weeks ago, and there's is out of words out of my mouth, just wait until Fields gets in. That's what we're all waiting for. So now we're trying to figure out if if Nagy's job is salvageable. Because an ordinary coach would say, Yep, Fields was took his lumps, didn't do very well, but he's our guy the rest of the way. We got to get him time. But Nagy doesn't have time to lose football games. So what's what's gonna happen here, Wes, with the quarterback?
2: Um, as I predicted or uh yeah, predicted on the believe show just a little while ago um i I think if healthy, Andy Dalton will be the quarterback for the remainder of the season. The reason being their protection up front is god awful. Uh, they gave up nine sacks to Cleveland on sunday um uh, you don't want to put your. You know, brand new quarterback in a position to where he's going to be running for his life. He can potentially get injured, and the confidence aspect—you don't want to knock his confidence too early. Um, that's why I don't think Fields will see the f- the field unless you know there's an injury um, to Dalton again.
1: Uh, I want to have a little point of order there on Fields, so I'm. In the camp with the rest of you is that, yes, it was one game. It was rookie debut. The guy's got 15 years left in the league. He's going to be just fine. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But if you go through the stat sheets, the box scores of NFL quarterbacks' first games, they do not get as rotten as that. <laughs> yeah. So to take that with what you will. The only thing that rivals as bad was Nathan Peterman. And that was uh, based on the yards because I think Fields had 67 yards. Peterman had something in that ballpark. But his debut was horrendous, and there's no mm. other way of changing that. So now it's up to him to bounce back. So it's, it was not a good indicator of what's to come. But to West's point, maybe it's just that he's bogged down in this offense full of manure. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, six for 20. Yeah. 68 yards. And he played the whole game. Yep. It was his first Mm -hmm. career start. I wouldn't be so hard
1: on him if he came in in relief, but he had the whole week and everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. And as a man, (laughs) yeah. What, what do you do there? You know, I mean, just think of that team and what they fell to over the last, you know, four years, you know, from Trubisky's rookie year to right now, that coach has, I don't know what happened to that guy. Yeah, maybe he He's was, never good. Good. Maybe no, he he was never good. Maybe he just was never good. Well, then, it would why were they good that year then? Defense was it all defense? Yep. Defense and, Trubisky and played well. Yep. It was Fangio's defense too. Man. Yeah, it was Fangio's
1: defense. The <laughs> league hadn't figured out Trubisky, even though there wasn't a whole lot to figure out. But he uh, was raw enough and undiscovered. Un- unpolished by defensive coordinators that he could get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the year that precipitated his MVP chatter. I think it was the summer of 2019. Mm-hmm. And then
0: Nope. The rest is unfortunate history for him. So yeah. And Trubisky even looks like a decent quarter. Yeah. I may yeah. remember see watching him play that. Cause they had quite a few primetime games that year. Yeah, You know, I mean, but gosh, man, that's it's, it's awful. It must be, it's gotta be terrible being a bears fan. And remember too, that this is also a cautionary tale
1: that finding the youngest offensive coordinator who does a lot of cool things on his team is not a foolproof way to start them. It works sometimes like McVay and whatnot, but just because a guy is young and knows how to coach offense does not mean he's going to be a good head coach.
0: That's very true. Yeah, very so true. It's, 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 it's being proven more and more it. each day. Yep. Yeah,
1: people got to realize it. All right. Uh, Ravens Lions ended in wacky fashion. Justin Tucker set the NFL record not in Denver, usually the record gets set in Denver. 66 yards hits the crossbar, bounces in. Poor Lions go to 0 and 3 on a game that, you know, if he was a little bit lighter on the kick, they would have went to 1 and 2, but Ravens got away with one. When we're in March, we call that survive in advance. Uh Jason, yeah. are you <laughs> you see the Ravens this week. So tell me your anxieties or lack thereof about the Ravens. Yeah.
0: You know, I didn't, I didn't watch any of the game. Uh, Obviously the, the, the record field goal was incredible. I mean, I got Justin Tucker on the fantasy team, so that, that, that helped. Um, But (laughs) yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not sure what's the lions. I thought two weeks ago, we're going to be better than most people were giving them credit for mm-hmm. um, up until the first half of that Packers game. They were Yep. Um, since then. Well, and then it, in this game, if you want to consider Baltimore, an elite team, which you could very easily, they got, you know, they just beat the chiefs. They have the, the clout to be considered that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I mean, I thought that was a great damn game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know two decent teams um if the lions prove to be more competent than people give them credit for or you know like in your ter- your words i mean did the ravens get by with one
1: i uh i'm seeing subtle little cracks in this ravens team that uh, are deodorized by lamar jackson's name and then his performance in clutch spots which is a big deal but they don't scare me very much and mm-hmm. to me they're usually a very good football team running the ball playing defense and that gets in the playoffs but I don't know. They just—they don't feel quite right. And couple that with what we talked about, the Steelers. You guys are turning out to be correct about how their Roethlisberger is nearing his end. Um, what about the the Ravens, Lions? Does that show more to you about the Ravens or more to you about the Lions in terms of going forward, Wes?
2: A little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit definitely has fight to them, especially at home. Um, you know, both games against the Niners and against Baltimore. Um, you know they they fought and clawed trying to get their first win. Um, they're going to be a, a tough opponent when teams go up against them. They held their own with Green Bay for the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, Baltimore, I I have to wonder like how much these injuries that they've racked up are yep. starting to take their toll. Um, they are going to start to see some. Uh, player returns. Uh, Rashad Bateman should be back uh, soon uh, as should Ronnie Stanley. So that might help the offense stabilize a little bit more because right now people and teams know that Lamar wants to run. So they they're trying to limit that, which Detroit did for most of that game. Um, Yeah. uh, Baltimore needs to get healthy and then we can kind of reassess where they're at, but right now they're flailing.
1: So the Ravens uh, head to play the Bronx and the Lions play the Bears. The next one is a dirty little secret of the NFL. The Colts are 0-3. They were a playoff team last year. and Right now they're looking like one of those half of all playoff teams that does not reach the postseason the following year. They got dispatched by the Titans, 25-16, who after their week one loss to somebody they shouldn't have lost to, uh, they're back 2-1, And Eric Henry is cooking the Colts. (laughs) I think uh, with this banged up Wentz thing, it may not be an indictment of the the whole contract, but it seems like this is heading towards a lost year. Do you, trust them to turn it around?
2: The Colts? No. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Yeah, no, I I don't. I think uh, Philly is licking their chops because they're going to get that first round pick if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps, I believe. Um, yeah, I, I just, it, their own three, it's not too late. Uh, I think if they go to own four, it'll be too late for their season to make a playoff appearance, but I just, I don't see it from this team. I, I don't know what is ailing them. Uh, Carson what, Wentz. <laughs> yeah, possibly very, very much. So I mean, that guy is a cancer. Yeah elaborate I don't really know
0: I've always just I've I've never he had what 13 good games in 2000 what was it it was an 18 19 when it when he yeah. got hurt right at the tail end Foles came in won the Super Bowl for him what what year was that 17 17 now, he put together a stretch of good games, and he was looking really, 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 really good. But I don't know what it is about that man that just, oh, man, I I, I, I can't even elaborate on it, Wes. I, I don't know what it is. It's just it's one of those guys.
2: So um, the, the thing about him, you know, he he's going to a new team. He missed almost all the preseason um, with a foot injury. Uh, Both he and um, the league's best guard in Quentin Nelson. Um, He's got, I think, two high ankle sprains that he's dealing with right now, which (laughs) most people miss three or four games with, but he's he's toughing it out. Yes. But
0: um, is that to the detriment of the team though? Because he's always awesome. getting hurt. Always. And it's like, it's like a Sam Bradford thing, Dustin. You Remember I said, mm-hmm. yeah. it seems like when that guy gets hurt, it feels like it's personal. It feels like this guy <laughs> is out there purposely getting hurt to ruin my Sundays. You know, it just it's constantly happening in there, but they're constantly making the dough and making that money. And I don't know. It's, I know it's not that, that way, but it just feels like that with Wentz. And I know he's had a good, he's had a rough go of it. luck And, yeah, I'll, I'll
1: continue to say that if, if he never returns to you know, top 15 level, it will be one of the most curious and bizarre falls from grace because there were games that I watched in 2017 2018 where I'd think, God, this guy is good. Yeah. And, and now it's the, it's the opposite. He's moronic. And uh, that's, that's where they stand. Um, point, another interesting one, even though the NFL playoff format has changed, in the last 20 years, only one team has come back to reach the postseason from 0-3, and that was the 2018 Texans. They lost in the wildcard round. Um, the next game we have on the docket is the Chargers upsetting the Chiefs. The Chiefs fall to 1-2, who had that on their bingo boards. Uh, <laughs> Justin Herbert appears to not be sophomore slumping, and uh, I think everybody on the, the show tonight believes the Chiefs will turn it around and do it very quick but I think this, the bigger story is the chargers are here to stay in a very crowded AFC West because that's your division. Jason, I'm going to let you take it. Are the chargers for real?
0: Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I've, I've been high on Herbert ever since, you know, w- what he produced last year. And it's just, he, they, they got a good team, a good team. And, uh, I'm not saying that just cause they beat the chiefs, but they were in a lot of close ones last year. Um, just couldn't quite get over the hump this year. Uh, you, you got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Oh, man, they, they're loaded over there. They certainly are. And um, when you mentioned
1: close games, that was like a Rivers thing. Like for the last five years of his career, when he was winding her down, he played in so many close games yep. and then so many of it ended in, in heartbreak for them that they almost made the, the Vikings look pathetic. Um, so many close games that they got nipped in the bud. And uh, it seems like the the tide is turning with with the younger quarterback and restarting the
0: clock, so to speak. Because Rivers was magnificent. Yeah, for about yeah, because last years. year, yeah, last year or the year before, they they would have lost that game.
1: Yep, oh yeah, they. Uh, I, every time they were on Sunday Night Football or Thursday Night Football, it would you know I'd see Rivers, and I, I was never a Rivers fan, nor, nor were you, Jason. But I'd see him and be like, oh, this one's coming out in the fourth quarter, and he's going to be side arming it, you know, and spiking
0: <laughs> it, and you know, every game. Yeah, or, or getting a late snap and throwing it to the. Turn- and then <laughs> bitching about his linemen. <laughs> That's precisely it.
1: Uh, let's see, Wes, uh, no panic on the Chiefs. Is that correct?
2: No panic on the Chiefs. And, you know, charges look like the real deal. Um, having uh, Derwin James back on their defense, I think helps a lot. He's kind of their Swiss Army knife. Um, their new head coach comes over from the Rams and he crafted a pretty... Uh, solid defense there, um, so yeah, I, I, I think the Chargers are are definitely gonna contend for their division. Um, who knows? I mean, maybe the the back to back trips to the Super Bowl is gonna cost Kansas City this year. Um, you got the Chargers, the Raiders, and Denver all well. Two or three, and know, and the Chargers are two and one. It's going to be difficult. One of these teams is going to miss the playoffs and starting off one and two is not good. Kansas City's defense looks leaky. Mm -hmm. Um, Their hodgepodge offensive line they put together also didn't
1: look that great against
2: the Chargers.
1: And it felt like on paper, like if this was Madden, their offensive line would be just fine. Yep. But yeah, but this is why Chris Berman said they, they played the games. Uh, Los Angeles hosts the Raiders on Monday Night Football, which the way that these guys are trending, uh, should be a wonderful ball game. And then let's see, the Chiefs should blow the doors off the Eagles in Philadelphia. Does anybody dispute that?
2: Going once, going twice. Uh, no, they they should they should
1: okay. win. Yeah. Okay. The next on the docket, <laughs> it was the Saints. Continuing, continuing their strange season. They're now 2-1 and one after a great win and a bad loss, and here they are beating the Patriots in New England, which used to be a place that you could not win football games. Uh, the thing I want to point out against the Saints, in case I forget, is that their offense is not very innovative or explosive. All, all, when you look at the numbers, all of their plays, are tiny plays, they struggle throwing Winston, throwing over 200 yards in a single game. So I don't know. I don't know if they're just trying to get things going and revving the engine, but it's it's not a Saints offense, Sands breeze uh, that we've seen in the last fifteen years. It's it's like I don't know if I want to say dink and dunk, but there's not a lot of big plays as of yet. Uh, are you surprised, West, that the Patriots are now one and two about to host their former quarterback?
2: A little bit. Um, I I haven't really watched too much of. New England, but um yeah, I, I thought that with all the defensive additions, um they make the move to Mac Jones and move on from Cam Newton um in the preseason. Uh, you do that move if you think that he's able to replicate and keep you know the offense on the field enough to where uh the defense can rest. Uh, especially being a defensive coach like Belichick is mm-hmm. um and then you know hope the offense can put enough points on the board uh, to get a victory um, them losing to New Orleans surprised me after especially after how poorly uh New Orleans looked in uh, Carolina the week prior um. Initially in the preseason, I thought that this was a game that New England was going to take from Tampa Bay, and i I don't see it. I don't see it now.
1: One thing that's uh, I was telling one of my coworkers that's kind of funny is we talk about the defensive coach, and you know he's an offensive coach, and vice versa. I always forget in my head of which one Belichick is uh, because he <laughs> had Brady for so long, and you could always trust on Belichick to scheme the opponent. I'd be like, oh, yeah, in my head, I'm like, well, Belichick knows offense. He's not. And I'm like, no, no, no. He's a Lawrence Taylor defender. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I always have to check myself that at his, at his heart, he's a defensive coach. Um, yeah, Jason, I think you were, along with the two of us, high on the Patriots' prognosis for this season. Are you, you going to
0: dial that back a little bit? You know, this, I'm looking at this game right now. And if I take the stats and everything else away from it, I'm just looking at the box score and seeing a Saints 28 13 victory over the Patriots in uh, New England. I mean, you're th- you're looking at that thinking that the, that the Saints are elite mm-hmm. if you're just looking at that. Um, then you had Jameis Winston throwing for 128 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, not a not a hundred yard receiver, not a hundred yard rusher, nothing. They scored a steady seven points per quarter, um, which is which is very interesting. And I don't know what to make of these Saints. I guess is the thing. I'm I don't know if I'm surprised yet about the Patriots because I think that that might take a little bit more time than I thought it would. Um, anytime you're dealing with a rookie quarterback, but the Saints you guys were mentioning I wanted, I wanted to comment on this just because you guys talked a little bit about it a second ago they um, when we're talking about the Panthers, that segment about the Panthers are they still mm-hmm. play off team are they you know formidable or whatnot um, you know because they lost to the Panthers but they also beat the freaking Packers and mm-hmm. the Patriots pretty significantly. Mm-hmm. so I think the Saints um, are yeah I think the Saints are tough okay I don't know though but see that's what I'm confused about right now because that Saints made a defense yeah yep. they did yeah
1: yeah that's uh, uh, that's what we forget a little bit
0: and being able to put up 28 points I mean that's that's decent I mean yeah
1: it's just not the way they used to do it they didn't have breeze like clockwork to get 300 yards to two touchdowns two and a half touchdowns. That's not the way of it anymore. It's 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 more of a miniature version of how they used to run things through. That's, ex-
0: that's, that's a surprise. That part is a surprise to me because I figured they'd at least be taking their shots deep now that <laughs> yep. they had a quarterback that could do it. And I called that out several times on this pod and I couldn't have been more wrong.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, the next game we'll just skimp over because it was boring and it's boring in retrospect. Falcons and Giants. The only takeaway I have from that West is that the Giants are in an absolute world of hurt. Yep. They are 0-3 with spending a bunch of money on offensive weapons. Look like they have a good defense on paper. Coaches in a second year, certainly not make or break, but now they go to these same Saints, and yeah. I think that they needed to be at least 1-2 by now and arguably got really close to it on that primetime game against Washington. But my goodness, they are in trouble. Do you agree?
2: I agree. Uh, one of the bold takes I didn't get to on uh, the Believe episode was – uh, I believe the Giants will be the last um, team to get a win.
1: Holy cow. Oof. Okay. And the, here, here's, here's the thing. And if you're a quarterback record or quarterback wins person, close your ears. <laughs> Daniel Jones is doing the part. Um, he's progressing like a third-year guy should. When you parse out his numbers from PFF, from QBR, from ESPN, from passer rating, those matter. When you put them all together, it's not just a bunch of coincidence. It's like he's doing the part. And uh, he still has strange decisions at times. And that's what happens to, you know, young quarterbacks in their 20s, not named Mahomes. Uh, but I, I, I have sympathy for him. It seems like he's trying to take the step and it's not working out. And it's spooky because he doesn't have an excuse. It's like the yeah. this offense, the proverbial put Russell Wilson with this offense, put Mahomes in this offense. And it's like Kurt Warner in the Rams.
2: Here's, uh, <laughs> here's their uh, schedule. So they're at the Saints. Then lost. at the Cowboys, maybe uh, they host lost. host the Rams. Loss. They host the Panthers.
1: Yeah, maybe tricky.
2: Yeah, they go to Kansas City. Loss. They host the Raiders.
1: Host the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders still cooking. Then loss at at Buccaneers. Loss. And then
2: um, <laughs> November twenty eighth. So uh, right after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm they host the Eagles.
1: Okay. So that going into right after they're, they're stuffed full of stuffing and Turkey and Mac and cheese. They're going to be one in 10. Maybe. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's, that's nasty. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's here. I got to eat some crow. I hope I don't have to do it all damn season. The Steelers are one in two. Roethlisberger looks like a corpse. Najee, <laughs> Najee Harris is doing his part. I don't know where my Steelers defense is. Uh, I'm not a, Steelers fan, but I do respect Mike Tomlin. I thought I thought I was on I didn't even rub it in the first week of the show after they stomped the Bills because I thought <laughs> I, I should be upstanding and wait and see what happens. No, thank God I did. Uh suddenly the Bengals are two and one. They beat the Vikings, who I think is a good football team. They lost. who they lose week two, Wes? Number.
2: Uh week two. Man, I, I, I don't right. even Yeah, they
1: they lost one and then lost to the Raiders. Oh, there you go. Okay, and so the Steelers are starting to fulfill the prophecy that Sal Spice had on the show and Wes had uh, that Steelers ain't it. Uh, The Bengals are trending up. We shall see if they continue that zeal. Is this exactly what you thought was going to happen with Pittsburgh? Wes, yeah, uh,
2: I'd mentioned it. I I thought that the offensive line woes. we're going to come back to kind of haunt them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely have weapons. Um, and a lot of it came down to, you know, how much Ben had left. Um, they were kind of handcuffed with his contract situation. Uh, what they really needed was for him to retire and then find, you know, some free agent arm that they could bring in. Um, but they were really, really cash strapped. uh they couldn't take care of their offensive line. They didn't address it in the draft. And, you know, it, it's really coming back to, to bite them in the ass. You don't take a running back in round one unless you have the uh, counterparts around it to support it. That's something uh, that's like a luxury for a franchise, uh, for like a playoff franchise. So, Yeah.
1: Every week, I smush together those quarterback metrics I was talking about. PFF is forty percent of the grade, QBR is forty percent of the grade, and pass rating is twenty percent. Right now, the bottom of the league is Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> again, you can tell me my stats are garbage, but then I'm going to pivot and tell you that I'm using every single one that's available. So
0: something's yeah. something's amiss. I'm uh, yeah, watching watching Roethlisberger is kind of reminiscent of the the, the Manning decline. <laughs> It's, it's bad to watch. It's awful. It's, it's really hard to watch that. And you know, you could start to tell that last year too. So Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, everybody, but me, uh, everybody, but me could figure that out. Uh, (laughs) The next on the docket, I want to give you time on this is the Broncos. They shut out the jets. I don't know when's the last time they had a shutout, but they, they've got a nice little schedule that they vanquished in these first three weeks. They got a three zero start with the Ravens on deck. Uh, you got to be excited, Jason, or are you cautiously optimistic?
0: You know, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, um, but I'm I think I'm I'm trending toward the excitement. Um, you know, they 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 won the first three games exactly how good teams should win those. Mm-hmm. They did um, by playing great defense, um, playing you know good offense, mm-hmm. and um, you know it and I know this last game they settled for, you know, more field field goals than I would have liked, but I think part of that had to, you know, they were kind of, you know, why, why, why are you going to, why would you go for it? I mean, Fangio's proven that he's willing to do that, but in in those cases, why? Just keep adding field goals. Cause they already had a couple of touchdowns on the board. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm really, well, aside from the injuries, um, you know, you got Hamler now out for the season. Judy should be coming back in a few weeks, which is great. Uh, but we're still sitting better than most teams with Sutton and Patrick, Fant, and Albert O. So a couple of good running backs. We get Mike Boone back. Uh, so that'll be good. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic with, with excitement. I mean, they've they've definitely earned it. But yeah, the 0-9 record of their opponents is is telling as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: the uh, docket for the three and O Broncos
1: who have had the easiest schedule, like probably you could imagine uh, t- to date is the Ravens at the Steelers at home versus the Raiders at the Browns uh, at home versus Washington at the Cowboys at home versus the Eagles and at the Chargers. So because they have a three game cushion, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's they should get to the weekend after Thanksgiving Gosh, probably seven and four, six and five at the very least. I mean, and that's in the thick of things and the first time in six years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, a lot of, I, I'm excited for, for this week's game. You know I mean? Yeah. You're going to find out, you're going to find out a lot about them. Yeah. Even if they,
1: even if they lose close because of, uh, you know, Lamar does something MVP ish, uh, as long as they're in it. They've got a nice, they did, like you said, exactly what they needed to do in those first three weeks. They suffocated
0: bad teams, and that's what you do. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, and Teddy's spreading the ball around, you know, great. I love seeing the, the everybody get involved, and I think that's, yeah, I think they're doing it the right way, and it's good to see.
1: Wes, uh, the Raiders
0: toppled the Dolphins 31-28. Why was this game
1: close?
2: Um, I, I think – the Raiders are, they're one of those pretender teams that has just kind of
1: lucked you, into... Don't tell Daryl. Uh, I will tell your buddy. <laughs> no, one I, of our, our, our first a... guests on this show seven months ago was a Raider fan, and he would he would slap us. But go ahead.
2: Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of Raider fans out here, and I, I definitely give them shit. Um, but at the end of the day, a win's a win. Uh, much like the um Ravens game, you know, that went down to the end, went into overtime. Uh they got a lucky bounce and they were able to capitalize on it. Um same thing, you know, against Miami here. Um they are doing what you just said the Bronco- Broncos are doing. They're taking care of business. Um it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. Um you know, credit to them, they did go into Pittsburgh and and take that game. Um, which is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I. They will need a signature win to, I guess, solidify another one. Them. I I don't think they have one yet. You don't think
1: the Ravens won a signature?
2: I don't. Okay. No. the The Ravens were reeling from you know all their injuries. Okay. Um, a win Monday night would go a long way to to solidifying that. They go to Los Angeles. Yes. They play the Chargers uh, on their home stage in that beautiful new stadium. And if they can put their foot on their throat and take that victory, then I'll start, you know, drinking the juju.
1: That's good. That's going to be a great game. Yeah, Jason. I feeling, Jason. Who's a better football team, the Raiders
0: or Broncos? Oh, um. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I mean, talent wise,
2: Denver is right now. Yeah, you I'll gotta say it go for him. He can't yeah. say it, but I'll say
0: it. <laughs> you got, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't watched the the Raiders games. I, I mean, I really haven't. I just know that the Denver Denver's players, the the stars on that team, are playing like stars should. Um, you know Vaughn stepping up big. Uh, yeah, we get the we got the secondary that's that's making the turnovers. I, I checked, and I think we're like fourth or fifth with turnovers on the defensive side of the ball, which is supposed to be their their strong suit. So, and no turnovers on offense. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I'd have to go with Denver too. But, Denver by a whisker. A whisker. Uh,
2: think about ahead. it like this. Uh, they are similar to the Vikings. The Raiders mm-hmm. are. They're two plays away from being one and two. Yeah. Uh, Vikings are two plays away from being three and
1: zero. Oh. Yeah, um, I know. It, it keeps me up at night, sir. It sure does. I'm telling of you what. <laughs> uh, the next game is a preview of the NFC Championship. The two most talented rosters in the NFC went toe to toe, and the Rams took out the Brady-led Buccaneers by ten. If you've been watching football for twenty plus years, you've seen enough Brady games to know that this loss does not matter. All it does is motivate him, especially when it's in September. He usually starts worse than this in September, and everybody has a funeral for the Patriots. And this time, the Buccaneers, which people aren't having that funeral, but uh, these these losses don't phase Brady. But it is a testament to the Rams for being the, the perennial front runner right now in the NFC. And I think if MVP voting happened today, that person would be Matthew Stafford. And Vegas odds sniffed this out. Uh, I knew it because I read it in the Believe promos that he was, I think, number two behind Mahomes. So the Rams are fulfilling their the prophecy, and people that thought Stafford was mistreated in Detroit are correct through three weeks of football. Do you expect to see the Rams in the Super Bowl, Jason?
0: You know that I know you predicted it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes it wouldn't surprise me a bit uh, Mm -hmm. after seeing this and I wasn't watching the game, but I was paying attention close attention to the, to the score, the bottom of my game. And, you know, you you see the Rams get that big lead and then you see Brady start to come back a little bit. (laughs) But then what I liked the most about that is then the Rams would just go up again further. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that they had an answer for it. And that, that says a lot. That's incredible. Stafford is in position to, to win a, to win a ring this year. Amen. Uh, do you
1: pumping the brakes on us at all, Wes, on the Rams?
2: Yeah, a little bit. We'll see after this week. Um, they play uh, Arizona uh, in Arizona, I think. Ooh, okay. Um, I'll see
1: TV there.
2: Yeah, that that'll definitely be a matchup to kind of test the salt for um, this Rams team for Tampa. Um, going into this game, I had this as a kind of a scheduled loss. Um, I I didn't think it was a game that they were going to win, um, especially with their, uh, defensive back woes, Mm -hmm. uh, this early in the season. Uh, it's a game, you know, that the Rams dominated, um, Tampa Bay got a, a late garbage time touchdown. Uh, otherwise it would have been a 17 point loss. So, um, yeah, not having Antonio Brown, who, um, I think is very vital to what Tom Brady wants to do. Uh, losing Gronk uh, to some bruised ribs um, through through the game, you know, it it hurt. Uh, but like I said, th- this was a game that I penciled in going in that I thought the Rams were going to take, uh, no doubt.
0: Yep. Why, why? Why was Brown not playing?
1: Uh, COVID. COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yep. he, he got hit by the virus, or at least was quarantined for it. I think he actually had it.
2: Oh, my, my mistake. The Rams host the
1: Cardinals. Oh, okay. Yes. They, mo-
2: Monday night, uh, the Chargers host the Raiders. So Okay, correct.
1: Uh, the next one I'll take because it is Weston Night's football team. The Vikings defeated the Seahawks by nearly two touchdowns after they were trailing 17-7. The Vikings scored 23 unanswered points. And if you watch the game, that very realistically – Uh, Could have been 30. Uh, The Vikings elected to kick field goals when they could have went for it on fourth downs. But the way that Mike Zimmer plays football is to do just enough to let his defense finish out games. And that's what he did against Seahawks. It was the first time in eight tries that the Vikings finally beat Russell Wilson. The first half defense was absolutely nauseating. uh, But when they settled in, the Vikings offense took the time of possession away from the Seahawks, and then the defense finally clamped down. And something happened to me during that game. I was there. It was the first time in my life that I've watched Russell Wilson play play football, and I wasn't terrified of him on the field. I don't know why that is. I don't think he's falling off. Uh, but I, for the first time, maybe it was because it was in the Vikings building, and that never happens that Seattle comes there. Uh, but I was watching it, and I was thinking, no, I think the Vikings are going to pull that off, when usually I'm the cynical bastard that thinks, I no, Wilson will find – way to get 14 points in the next three minutes and then all drive home disappointed. But that, that <laughs> did not happen. Uh, the Vikings have almost overnight, but it's really been over a period of two years have become an offensive team when they're led by a defensive coach, nobody can figure out why maybe it's just because the quarterback is good. Maybe they've built an offense when, uh, maybe the general manager has built a program on a foundation of offense while the coach wants to maintain a staunch defense. Uh, he'll, the, the defense needs to come around because right now it's 20th in the league for points allowed when usually the Zimmer standards top 10. Uh, but the Vikings will have to look in the mirror this weekend against the Browns because if they win that game, they are back in terms of playoff legitimacy. What did I miss Wes?
2: I I think you covered it all. Um, they, they've been playing really well offensively, uh, defensively is left, Um uh, a lot to be desired and in their two losses, uh, their defense gave up 913 gross yards and 61 points.
1: Look like shit. Um,
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I discussed it's not really turnover based. (laughs) They have one turnover, the Dalvin cook fumble and uh, that led to, you know, the game winning field goal for Cincinnati. So subtract three points from that total and, It's still shit. So
1: It's just chunk yardage, play after play, when normally under a Zimmer defense pre-2020, that doesn't happen. Uh, There was a play, I think, in the third quarter. uh, The guy that was sitting next to me was a new guy that my normal season ticket neighbor just gave the tickets to. And I think uh, Wilson had an incompletion on first down. And I said to him, I was like, I think that's the first not net positive on first down they've had all game because Mm -hmm. every play – I, I, I would get excited when they only got five yards. And that seems like I've done that for 18 straight Vikings games. Now when uh, running back, gets tackled for only a four yard gain. I'm like, "Woo! all right, we're in business second six, <laughs> And it's embarrassing. And I'm hoping to get shored up um, from a somewhat distant view. You're, you're not a Vikings uh, enthusiast, but you, you do look at them sideways. Anyhow, Jason, how much do you attribute to this to Kirk cousins?
0: Wow. Cousins is a is a big reason. I mean, I think yeah. I mean, I've always I've always kind of been a Kirk Cousins fan. He's done exactly what the Vikings as an organization could have expected him to do the whole time he's been there. And I know he's gotten a lot of grief, a lot <laughs> of grief from a lot of people that I know, and then some of the Vikings media that I do, you know, catch every now and again on Twitter. But you know, I mean, they are an offensive team, and their defense up until halftime of this last game mm-hmm. has been getting worked. And, and you know, I got both Russell Wilson and DK on fantasy and the way that started, I was loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, but then I continue to check my phone for the stat updates, <laughs> stat updates, and they're not Zilk. getting any more yards. <laughs> yeah. They're not yep. getting it. They finished with the exact same they started with when I started looking. Right. So, I mean, you know, hopefully that, that they can, they can stick with uh, whatever they did worked. Yeah. Uh,
1: What they did is they had a long ass drive to start the third quarter. i love getting the ball at halftime. I'll say it until I'm in a casket. I love getting the ball at halftime, especially on a Zimmer team. And they, uh, they had a drive that went 12 plays or something, eight minutes. And I kept saying to my wife, this is so glorious. This is Viking football right here. Just keep the, keep the ball on offense and then uh, forced them to scramble on defense and it worked um, yeah. let's see i was going to say well something. i mean
0: the defense did what they needed to do too because i don't know if that was just yeah, you did. know they were they kind of worked off one another and uh, which was great to see
1: no they clamped down oh yeah out of the gate i think on opening possessions or maybe the vikings had a three and out and then scored anyhow it was 7-7 seemingly immediately and yeah. in the vein of "there will be blood," I tw- I tweeted "there will be points," and I was right for about an hour and a half. And then Seahawks were like, "Yeah, we're good. We're we're not scoring anymore," and I loved it. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. What 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 kind of defense does Zimmer run normally? A four three. Four three. Yep.
1: Yeah. He gets sometimes gets a little creative here and there with uh, monkeying around with three four stuff or his
0: you know. His baby the double A gap blitz. But yeah, it's 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 a true blue four three. One thing I was impressed with, because I've never really watched a whole heck of a lot of uh Russell Wilson, but that last play that he kind of lofted up there mm-hmm. in the oh, end. Oh, I zone. thought that was caught. it, it was right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yep. how he de- how he did that, I'll never know. I mean no, that dude I don't is- know either.
1: So I thought it was caught because of course it was going to be caught. And then they were going to be trailing by six. We were going to go three and out and they were going to win by one. Uh, yeah. but I knew everything was fine when McKenzie Alexander started saying that Vikings had the ball. And I was like, well, if he believes that at the very least <laughs> it's an completion, yeah. um, sometimes at my vantage point, I'm on the 25 yard line and that was in the opposite end zone. And of course, my brain was like, oh, there's a touchdown, and now we have to play defense. But as soon as our defensive backs started to claim that they picked it off, I was like, we good. This is fine. <laughs> yeah, it just threw it so high, and you know, it just, the moon dropped, ball? just <laughs> dropped right where it needed to. That's why it's called mm-hmm. the moon ball. Uh, all right, two more here. We got about five minutes for this. The On my drive back from Minneapolis to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the Packers were engaged in a whimsical slugfest. And they won. Surprise, surprise. Everything went right with a 40 seconds left or whatever it was. The, uh, Rogers redemption tour (laughs) after one bad week is in full force. They're hitting their kicks and clutch time. Uh, the Niners lost their first game of the year. So that was only their first loss. They take on the Seahawks next. And where does this situate West, the Packers and the 49ers? Are Are they both doing okay?
2: Um, yeah, Packers are are in a good position. Um, getting that win was kind of a gift. Uh, Jimmy G had a pseudo tuck rule. Um, the only problem was defender wasn't close enough to where it could be called a tuck rule. He just fumbled it uh, while turning his back to his receivers. Um, the the Niners they play this they host the Seahawks and. Whoever the loser is in this game is gonna miss the playoffs. I, I believe that's his uh, bold, that's his bold yeah.
1: take that he he carried over from our Viking show last hour. And I agree. I hadn't realized that those two locked horns besides looking at fantasy matchups. And yeah, that one that's like the Richard Sherman Bowl. We'll see. We'll see who wins it. Uh Jason yeah. looks like you're going to have to realize that the Packers don't suck and they're going to be right there in December. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I couldn't have been more wrong. I mean, it's <laughs> it's you know Aaron Rodgers is doing Aaron Rodgers things. I I don't know how. I will give the guy I'll give that entire situation a hell of a lot more credit than 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 I did a few weeks ago and even last week. I just it's really incredible what he did last week. I mean, man, vintage Rodgers. Vintage Rogers. And you could tell that he was even a little bit more excited for that mm-hmm. last one. Did you see it? Did you see that hand gesture yeah. that he did? <laughs> yep, he yeah, he thrives on that stuff. There's, yeah. some, there's some great,
1: great athletes that just thrive on people counting them out. Like we watched a whole documentary of it during lockdown with Jordan, like where they mm-hmm. manufacture crisis crises in their brain and just go on a terror. So, right, of course, the Vikings primary foe has to have one of those and they're crosshairs for 15 years. Just effortlessly.
0: Just yeah. waltzes, down the sta- waltzes down the field. Yeah, positions and, and field goals.
1: Self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, I'm listening to it on the radio. And I told my wife, I was like, there's 38 seconds. They're going to win this. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> yeah.
2: I texted I a few people. I said, too much time.
1: Yep. Yep. And I know that's becoming a cliche, but it really only applies to five or six quarterbacks on a given Sunday. Yep. Like, plain and simple. All right, the last game was between the Eagles and the Cowboys. The game itself was cow dung. It was mm-hmm. turnover riddled. There was a, a fumble slash interception, whatever it was that Dak Prescott had in the first quarter in his own end zone. That was absolutely <laughs> mind boggling, and nobody cared. Nobody, <laughs> nobody savaged him at all. It was like, oh, I'll well, get him next time, buddy. And it was atrocious. <laughs> and uh, then the herd. I thought the Eagles good and i'm watching this thinking he sucks why did they why would get wins back on this team uh, <laughs> but he's another one that needs time to grow but i was i think i was on coming off all the steam of all these cool primetime games and then this one was just turd
2: yep
1: and it was i mean it has a lot of points in it you look at it and it looks like boy that looks like a pinball game and no it didn't have that vibe at all it was sloppy
2: yeah things don't get much better on the primetime games this week
1: run, run through them real quick
2: Jacksonville at Cincinnati, <laughs> Tampa Bay at New England. Good for the storyline, but I don't think it's going to be a good contest at all. Uh, Monday Night Football is the cream of the crop with yeah. uh, Vegas and uh, Chargers.
0: You know, is it really is it really a storyline though for the Bucs and the and the Patriots? I don't know about you guys, but I don't even think about the Patriots anymore. Isn't that I, weird. It, yeah, it's yeah. just I mean, it's all Brady, all Bucks. I don't think that, you know, the Patriots don't even cross my football mind anymore.
2: Yeah. And before we forget to talk about it too, uh, what about the double bird from Eli?
1: Oh yeah. I, I only saw the Twitter <laughs> highlight of that yeah. what on, happened? His tele,
2: on his telecast. He was like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Eli Manning.
2: Yeah. The, the double middle finger. <laughs>
0: oh man.
1: I love those Mannings though. Yeah. Man. Oh, they had LBJ on too, didn't they?
2: Yeah, they had oh, LeBron yeah, on.
1: Yep. Look uh, at him, look at him. <laughs> and uh,
2: they it's had fitting. a few other people in.
1: Yeah, they, had, they have the cream of the crop for the guests. Pretty sweet. Yeah. All right, well, we, we'll be back in one week to um, dissect week four. Look to see if the Raiders are pretenders. Look to see if the Vikings have brought themselves back to 500. And most importantly, for Bolin, figure out, how these Broncos look against a opponent that isn't trash. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all we got for tonight. We'll see you next week. Peace. Adios.
0: Later. You are watching A Master at Work.